I'm Chief Cheryl Victorian. This is Waco PD on the beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you. Well, hello, Waco, and welcome to Waco PD on the beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer. And I'm Janae Draper with the Neighborhood Engagement Team. Yes, and this week we have our Getting to Know Our Officer episode. And here with us we have Sergeant Keith Vaughn. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Welcome. So how uh, how are you today? I'm you do, doing, you doing well. Good? Yeah. It's a nice rainy morning, isn't it? Is. It is nice and cool for a January morning. Six A. It's definitely typical January, cold, drizzly. <laughs> Didn't want to get out of bed no, morning. Didn't get out of bed this morning, and I did think about it because they're working on our windows today. And are they though? Because, no, because <laughs> it's raining. But I didn't think about that as we were like planning to record the podcast. And as I drove up, I said, "Oh, the windows! The noise is going to be so loud." And then I said, "Wait, it's raining. I'm okay. You're good." So yeah. I think I think we 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 dodged it. I would a definitely not want that job right now. No. no so not right now. But yeah, they are not working today, so we won't good. hear any any uh, loud noises or or bangs. So, but anyway, welcome to our to our episode. We're so happy to have you. So, before we kind of get into, you know, a little bit about you. First, we want to talk about how long you've been a, a police officer. Uh, in March, it'll be 38 years. 38 years. Wow, 38 years. <laughs> I'm going to be long honest. Back. I was not expecting that. I know you've been here a, a long time, Sarge, but I wasn't expecting 38 years. That's amazing. I'm the senior sergeant, which I was just a child when I started. How old were you when you started? Because I know Tico, I was going to say, Tico used to be, I think, 18. 18, oh, yes. You can yeah. start until it changed to 21. So. Yes, I could okay. carry a gun, but I wasn't old enough to buy the bullets to put in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Man. interesting. Did that did that Tico certification change while you, before you were 21? Or no, did it, it change after? It was several years after okay. when it went up to 21. Okay, very good, very good. Well, it, I guess I was going to say he started when he was 19. There really wasn't... Much of a of a career you might have had before then, huh? No, I, I had uh, worked as an electrician's apprentice okay. uh, for about three or four years before I started at the police department. Wow, very good. So what made you kind of transition into that? Well, I wanted to go to college, and when I started, they had a cadet program, which was a civilian position that you worked 40 hours in the various aspects of the department, and then at night, city paid for you to go to MCC and take criminal justice classes. So that's the reason I'm here. Well, that's awesome. That's very cool. And you just kind of just stayed after that. Yes. They they did away with the program after a couple of years and said either go through the police academy and become a police officer or go find another job. So Mm. here I am. Yeah. (laughs) Are you from Waco? I am. I was going to say, because I mean, starting at 19, electrician, I was going to say, you're either from Waco or you came down here really early and really young. So... Very good, very good. So, um, what? Um, gosh, I like was going to talk to him like his his life before an officer, but that was just what he has been an officer. He like, has been I an mean, officer, like his he's got a lot. I mean, a thirty eight year career. I mean, that's a lot we can talk about. I mean, I'm sure it's true. You know, from the start to to where you are now. I mean, different divisions. I don't I don't know what we've got, but I mean, like, so walk us through because I know you've done um, you've been in multiple positions in. In Waco, what what all positions? I've worked in just about every. Well, I have worked in every division of the department, and I've worked in just about every assignment in the department. I went from from being a cadet, uh, which at that time we had our own jail, so I worked in our jail. 
Uh, I also worked in dispatch, and I worked in records during the time I was a cadet. Once I graduated from the academy, I went to patrol. And after I was in patrol a couple of years, my supervisor asked if I wanted to be a special investigator, which at that time was the forensics person, uh, which that doesn't consist of taking 35-millimeter photographs and dusting for fingerprints, and that was about it back then. We didn't even know about DNA or a lot of the things that we know about today. So I uh, did that. I went from that to a training platoon where all we did was train officers. At that time, we had our own academy. And it was all in-house. And then uh, I went to uh, the department, decided they wanted to start a per se SWAT team. So I went to SWAT, uh, became a hostage negotiator while I was in SWAT. And uh, I held that position for about six years. But I went from SWAT to narcotics. Uh, I worked undercover uh, for a couple of years. Uh, I enjoyed that, but my family didn't enjoy it as much. So uh, the department decided they wanted to start a patrol canine unit uh, back in the early 90s. So uh, I went to that position, and I uh, worked in it for eight years. I promoted to sergeant while I was in canine. And then as my uh, canine partner was being retired, the department decided they wanted to start a crime scene unit. I'd kept up with my crime scene-related training for all those years, so uh, it was a good fit. And uh, in 2000, we started our crime scene unit. Myself, two homicide detectives, and then four civilians. Uh, now uh, the unit has evolved into all civilians. Uh, while I supervised them, I also had computer forensics and fingerprint identification, but now uh, the crime scene unit, per se, is, is all civilians. But... Uh, I worked in that position for 17 years, uh, and in 2017, uh, the chief of police at that time, uh, Chief Ryan Holt, uh, asked if I would come to professional standards, or most people know it as internal affairs. I um, have worked in internal affairs for uh, the last, uh, going on six years. Oh, wow. I mean, you really got to watch this department grow and evolve and add these different units and, and get to be part of that implementation of these units. So looking back on it now, did you ever think that you'd get to go through all these different, did you ever realize how all the experience you'd get at the end of this? No, I, I didn't. But um, I had always thought about being a supervisor and I know there's people that can be supervisors and stay in one position their entire career, and that has occurred. But I felt like the more information, more knowledge I could gain, uh, the better. Um, I also use that knowledge. Now I, I teach uh, quite a few classes uh, throughout the city, primarily at McLennan Community College and for Heart of Texas Council So you also teach a lot of TECO classes because I, I know I've done, done some training where he's been the instructor and yes. very, very knowledgeable Oh, yeah. And stuff that he teaches, so. Absolutely. What kind of the classes do you teach at MCC? I teach uh, de-escalation, uh, which is basically just teaching people how to talk to one another. We've kind of lost that ability over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, I also teach crime scene investigations. I teach uh, a topic called special investigative topics, which is basically focused on uh, family violence, child abuse, sexual assault, things such as that. Um, there are a number of other classes that I teach. Uh, one is Excited Delirium, which is a uh, basically a physical 
reaction to different stimuli that uh, when police get involved in that type of situation and the person dies, we have to do internal investigations as far as in-custody death. And so uh, I've been certified uh, as an instructor in that discipline as well. Are these classes for the academy or are they for any MCC student? No, they uh, primarily are for uh Police officers, not yeah. I teach in the academy as well, but it's also police officers from basically all over this part of Texas. Really, uh, that come to, to go to some of my classes. Well, that's great. Um, and so, what has been your favorite part or, or unit that you've been a part of so far? I because uh, you know could go somewhere else at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so you say you've pretty much had them all. So I, um, I enjoyed canine. Uh, I really did. I enjoyed that. Uh, but uh, I guess my crime scene-related uh, duties were, were my most uh, rewarding. I enjoyed that because that's a discipline that's constantly evolving. It's changed just in the last 20 years. Just I should say that was going to be my guess because 17 years, you know, in crime scene, I mean, that's that's a long time. And you've got to really, and, and especially like with everything that you do and you know, all the stuff that go, that's involved in it. I mean, you've got to really love what you do. And that's, that's going to be my guess. It was probably crime scene. Cause yes. just when you teach it, cause it's a crime scene investigations class. That I remember a lot of them going to, and I was like, you see the passion that you teach with it. So right. is that where your love of photography comes in? I know crime scene, they take a lot of photos, but can yes. you have a lot of cameras in here? Yes. Uh, <laughs> have yes, you seen I his collection in his office? I haven't paid attention. No. I, I mean, I, I have uh, eight different, cameras and then I have two different projectors uh, the uh, cameras I've acquired from kind of all over I've, I've bought some at flea markets I've bought some at uh, different uh, swap meets and stuff uh, some are ones that the department had retired uh, that rather than them throw them away I took them and put them in my offices displays <laughs> one of the ones that I've really like I've wanted are those the old school Polaroid Oh my gosh! I, I, I Out of all the cameras in the world, that's the one. I, you want, I want one of those, <laughs> and I say that because when I traveled uh, to Big Ben, there was a girl there, and she had an old school Polaroid, and that's she was taking pictures. But on like an actual old school, an actual one, that new school, no, 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 an actual old school Polaroid, mm-hmm. and she was younger than me, and I guess her mom bought it and refurbished it and used that's it, and I was like, cool. oh my goodness, like yeah. I didn't know those still existed. I was like, I, and then she took a picture of me and my friend I was traveling with, and. I was like, man, I really want one of those. Was it one of the square? It was the black. I mean, it was like this big. And then, like, as soon as she took the picture, she's like, hurry, put it in your pocket because it can't be. Uh, right. Put it dark. And I was like, oh, this is legit. <laughs> That's yeah. all I know about cameras. I knew so. that they had, Polaroid had stopped making that type camera for a number of years. But uh, she said they've mom. since come back. But I don't know how popular they are. I've heard it's really expensive for right. the film, but. Right. So do you have a passion for taking photos, or is it just kind of like a collection of cameras? That well, I, I, I tell people that I'm not by any means a photographer, um, but uh, I do enjoy photography. Uh, most of the stuff that I have done, I've shot a few weddings and, and stuff with my wife. Uh, she's more of the, the pose-you type mm-hmm. photographer. Mm-hmm. I'm more of the action photographer. Okay. The uh, candid shots. Yes, yes. Yeah. The, the anticipate the shot. Uh. And, and that's harder to do than a lot of people realize. Really? Because yeah, you, you have to 
kind of envision where the shot is going and, and kind of set up in preparation for that shot to get there. Mm-hmm. Has there been a favorite photo that you've taken before? Oh, I uh, would say probably some of the, the uh, baseball photos. I love baseball, and I've taken quite a few baseball photos over the years. And, right, right. And uh, I really enjoy those, some that the ball, you know, is right at the point of being hit by the bat and oh, things like that. Yeah, those are cool. So Astros, that's our team, right? Yeah. One of them? The Rangers. I, Rangers. I do like the Astros, the too, Astros but, the, the, but the Rangers. Rangers, okay. Not big on baseball. Yeah. It's my least favorite, actually. Ugh. I know. How dare you? I We're know. probably about to not get a lot of views or likes on this podcast <laughs> just because of that comment. Basketball's my favorite. <laughs> oh, my oh goodness. Man. Sorry. That's Sorry, our, Texas. It's all right. She's not from Texas, guys. Don't um, hold it against not, her. No. And they say baseball is an intelligent person's sport. Oh, <laughs> oh there no. it is. There, there it is. was. Yes. Oh. Knew you were my favorite, Sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about uh, internal affairs. It's mm-hmm. kind of an interesting position, right? It is. Um, it's the only supervisory appointed position in the department. Okay. Uh, so for those that don't know what that, what that means, kind of. I am appointed by the chief of police to this position. Uh, and the reason for that is, is because... There's a lot of things that I'm required to do that that uh, the chief does depend on me a lot to make sure that what needs to be done is done, and um, it's it's an honor to be put in this position. But uh, also, the citizens have the right to uh, expect that if they feel like an employee, not just our sworn, because I'm internal affairs for our civilian and our sworn, that if they feel like one of our employees has done something that's either a violation of policy or even sometimes a violation of the law, they have the right to file a complaint and have that complaint investigated. And uh, I know that for the most part, the people in Waco, they support our police department, but we have to to, uh, make sure that they have that resource available to them so that they know that if, if something were to happen, uh, that it would be investigated. Right, right. You have a stressful job in, in a different sense that many people kind of think of stress and an officer, I feel. Right? It can be, yes. Yeah. Kind of, I've heard it put that I'm the guardian of the guardians. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and I, uh, I wouldn't say that my job is, is enjoyable by any means, but I do take it seriously and I do say that probably a lot of my job is educating not just our officers but the public because they may look at a situation and think that it's it's really a terrible situation but they don't understand how a police officer has been trained and how when they look at the same situation they may see something differently so i spend a lot of time educating not defending our officers but but uh, explaining to a civilian how an officer would look at the situation differently than the way they do. And, and, and for the most part, that's been uh, very well received by most of our citizens. And at 6 day, I mean, with, with all the experience that you have in all the different, you know, departments, I mean, that probably goes really, really well with, you know, the I part that you're in now when explaining that because you know, I mean, you've worked in every single division, so you really know how each 
officer or even civilian how that position works. So that probably goes, that probably helps out a lot, especially when you explain it, you know, and kind of help them see from a, a different standpoint on, mm-hmm. on the way that things and, work. And now that, that our officers have all the body cameras and the in-car videos, I'm also uh, trained at University of Indianapolis as a uh, video forensics analyst. And so I use that training in this position as well because I do look at a lot of videos. And sometimes what appears to be one way, when you look at it forensically, it it may take on a whole different uh, meaning than what you see uh, just looking at it on the surface. Right, right. I think it's it's interesting, too, because, you know, a lot of times we talk about um, officer complaints, or I'm sure you get a lot of complaints or or, uh, questions as far as how things are done here. Um, but are there any times are, are we getting compliments? I know I get compliments on our Facebook page often of people messaging me, and I'll I'll send it to the officer that they that they compliment to let them know that they're doing a good job. But um, how how often is it? Do you get a compliment of of our work? Well, I, I do get uh, our uh, the police department's website. It has a uh, spot that they can select for compliments, and if they fill out the online form for compliments, it comes to me. And uh, I don't get them as often as I would like, but I do get quite a few of them. And uh, I really appreciate our citizens when they take the time to tell us that, that they see our officers doing something good out on yeah. them. Yeah, I think I can speak for the officers on that one, you know, just reaching out. Because I know, like, hey, you know, we have a complaint process as well, but we also have a compliment process, which some people may not know. And if you see the officers out there and they do a good job or just, you know, went above and beyond and stuff, just, you know, take the time to, to go online and, and to let let them know because I know that that, that really does uh, mean a lot and just kind of getting those, you know, hey, you did this, you know, the citizen reached out and said you did good on this, you know, it, it, it really means a lot, so. Yeah, absolutely. That website, it's wacopolice.com, and I believe it's under the forms tab on the website, and then once you click on forms, it should be one of the first things that you see there. It'll say complaint form and compliment form. Yeah, they've kind of revamped it, but it, it used to have complaints and compliments together. You click on that, and it the, the complaint was the top one, and then I think the next one down uh, was was compliments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So yeah, if there even isn't a compliment out there, we always like to we always like to see those and like to know that you know our officers are doing are doing a good job. They know they go above and beyond, but sometimes they don't realize how impactful that is, I, I think. Yeah, yes. yeah, no, it definitely exactly. goes a long way. Yeah. I think, Sergeant Vaughn, you missed one thing that you are doing at the department or another another notch on the belt, which is uh, drones. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I've, I uh, kind of designed that program. Um, it's, it's grown now where I'm not the only drone pilot and it's with officers actually out on the street with the drones as opposed to them calling me out of the office uh, the the use of the drones have grown greatly from what I understand uh, I was talking to one of the pilots just last week and he said he'd already been called out six times this year and often I wouldn't get six call outs in a, in a whole year and so right. he's already done it this month wow. and uh, the, the tool that is the drone so uh, underused or underutilized. Uh, I think, though, as it evolves, it's going to be used more and more, as, and it's going to be seen as the uh, resource that it really is. Initially, I know people were worried about um, 
invasion of privacy because you know you can get airborne and look over things and both state law and and our policies prohibit from invading people's privacy uh, we will primarily use those things for like search and rescue and documenting crime scenes are the two primary uses now on major events uh, we may put a drone drone in the air just to give uh, an aerial overview so we can see in case something were to to occur that that needed immediate assistance very cool i always i always think it's cool when the uh when a drone is is needed it's always just an extra element we have someone at the door it looks like <laughs> it's sergeant mcallister that's for our that's one of our episodes as well so you guys might hear him might hear him before or after this one i can't remember how the order goes but anyway <laughs> we'll get to him later yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll lock him out <laughs> well anyway what is something that you, you wish people understood about the police department you talk about how you have to explain a lot of the times to uh, our citizens how we do things or, or how our officers perceive certain situations just based on that, that they're a police officer haven't gone through the training as civilians so what's something that you know you always like to let our community know primarily I I uh, like to explain to our officers and to our community but that we are working as a team, and we have to be that way. When I started in law enforcement 100 years ago, it wasn't that way. <laughs> but today we have to partner with our citizens, and we're very fortunate in Waco that the majority of our citizens do support the police department. They uh, are very, very receptive to working with us on community issues, and I know we've got a unit now that that that's one of their focuses. But um, I also, when I I talk to groups, being police or civilian, I also explain to them that, you know, police officers are human beings, just like anyone else, and we do make mistakes, and that's one of the, the reasons for my position is to to hopefully rectify any mistakes that we may make and um, but I guess my biggest deal is is explaining to our citizens that we are a part of the community and not apart from it absolutely absolutely do you feel that as you know your years in law enforcement you felt that community sense or support grow I think so I do yeah. I have a unique perspective, I guess, because I was born and raised here in Waco, born and raised in South Waco. So I have a very diverse background, and I know not everybody is raised that way, but uh, I get along with everybody of all races and and genders and everything, and so uh, I think that benefits me in the position that I'm at now as well, because I have been there, and I've seen a lot of things that a lot of us uh, may never experience, and so I think that helps me relate to our citizens. Absolutely. I would say he's very easy to talk to. Oh, yeah. Very easy to talk to. <laughs> it's probably a reason why you were appointed to this position. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> but that's a good thing. Well, uh, we're going to play uh, JD's favorite game. I love this game. <laughs> I'm terrible at it, but I love this game. Two Truths and a Lie. Have you played this before? Have you heard of it before? I have not. I researched. You, really? <laughs> you Googled. Yes, I Googled. So. Every time I bring it up to someone, they have never heard this game before. Did you did you make it up? No. Because the first time I heard it was when you told me about it, and I was like, <laughs> I love this game. 
Really? Yeah. I've I feel like I, growing up, you know, like you do the. Is ice it an Arizona thing? Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> you do like the icebreakers in in college. They'd always say, "Okay, do two truths and a lie, and we're gonna guess the lie." And that was always like an icebreaker that we did. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's grown. It's not my favorite game. <laughs> so, so Sergeant Vaughn. Yeah. Two so truths, I'm ready. Two truths and a lie. You tell us. We'll guess. We'll try and guess the lie. Okay. Okay. Tell us if you're right. You're this right. is gonna be hard though, because he's been here for 38 years. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to even go back further than that. Oh, no. All right. I'm ready. Uh, I was in a musical group in high school that recorded an album. I rode bulls when I was a teenager. And I don't know how to swim. Oh, that's so hard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say the lie is that you rode bulls. I'm going to go with I don't know how to swim. Okay. Growing up in Waco, South Waco, I'm going to say I don't know how to swim is a lie. Which mm. is the lie? The I don't know how to swim. Oh. Yes. yes. Darn it. Sometimes, sometimes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I lied. I <laughs> See, I lied. I got confused. No, that I rode bulls. No. You d- I, I don't know d- how to swim. I'm sorry. Oh, so the truth is you don't know how to swim. Yes, the see, truth yeah, is I do not know how to swim. I, see, it always like when someone doesn't know how to swim, they're always going to tell the truth about that one. See, I would, I would say like because you had you know I, I rode bulls when I was a teenager. I was mm-hmm. like, that's pretty specific. No, he was, no I, he I, was I ran around with the guys that did. <laughs> I rodeoed, but I roped calves. Oh, I, you I did not. Ri- I didn't ride bulls. bulls. No, I see, I was thinking do. Waco. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no. real big. You know, yeah. rodeo community. I, I was, was thinking like, more like mutton busting. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they didn't have that. The, the, they had steer riding. But, oh, my goodness. But no, I was in a rodeo team that everybody else in there rode bulls except me. So. Man. You recorded an album. Mm-hmm. In high school. How many songs did it have? Can we Google right. it and find yeah. it? Like, would you be able to find it? Is like, it did you have the name iTunes. of a band? It was a, it was a high school group. Uh, and... Um, I couldn't even remember. I f- probably still have it at home. Oh, we're gonna. I mean, it's an album. What was the name of the band? It, it was in. It was the high school choir group. Oh, it was high school choir. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're gonna listen to it. Were you? Uh, I'm Scarlet Tones, I think, may have been the name Scarlet of it. Scarlet Tones, I love that. Were you? Were you an alto? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Very. No, good. I was a second bass and oh, still okay. am. Okay. Okay. And uh, a lot of my. Y'all know who Pentatonix is. Yes. You know, oh, I love them. Well, that was a lot of the stuff that I did when oh, we would do different songs. Really? It's like the little drummer boy, you know, yes. rum, bum, rum, yeah. bum. That's all I did the whole song. <laughs> I don't care much for That's that song good. because of that. But <laughs> That's all you hear. So you're probably really good at picking up the backgrounds in, in music when I you can. listen to it. Yes. Right? And that's one of the things I do at my church. I'm very active in my church and uh, I kind of supervisor or a part of our tech team and my main thing is is the uh, audio stuff okay and uh, I'm not saying that I'm a professional at it by any means you are the jack of all trades you're so much a professional that people yeah. will come to you for IT needs let's let's remind the, yes. <laughs> even the IT people come to me Man. for IT stuff but, and right. when you've been around as long as I have you know you, you pick up a few 
I think it was when I first started working here, there was something wrong with the projectors on the third floor, and he was working on them, or maybe I had gone to him for a question. I can't remember the situation exactly or how it worked, but then it was, oh, you're not? You don't do IT stuff? (laughs) (laughs) No. You just assumed because he was... Because he was working on the, the projectors on the third floor. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, this technically isn't what your 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 job describes." Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> and the chief, she hadn't been here long, and I, she was involved in something, and she knew, like you, that I had done that type stuff. So the they couldn't figure out what was wrong. Well, call Keith; he'll know how to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> call Keith. That's that's gonna right. be a sign. Uh, we like don't know that. anything. Something's broke, or need a question answered. Call Keith. I do have a little bit of experience at a whole lot of things so <laughs> but I, like it's it. nice to be needed yes Sounds like it oh <laughs> i wanted to ask one of the things i forgot i wanted to know what your canine's name was thor thor oh he was a that. czechoslovakian shepherd okay. oh wow i spoke to him in german you did i now have a three-year-old shepherd that's mine I was I was talking to him last night. I was, in German? No. Well, I do I do I do talk to him a little bit in German, uh, but uh, he doesn't have the ability to be a police dog. He doesn't have that drive. But uh, yeah, he was laying his head in my lap, and I was like, you know, I I just love him so much. And he, but the he looks a whole lot like my police canine Thor. But uh, as far as how they act, I mean, there's no. Night day. <laughs> is his name? Many not right get this one, but is is your dog's name Loki now? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very good. Uh, no, his name is Boomer. 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 I like that. Yeah, I my know. son named him. Oh, well, hi, That's Boomer. Yeah, good. Boomer's a good boy. Yeah. We've had like three dogs in the family. I've only gotten to name one, mm. and it's it's pretty big pride to know that you named the dog. Yeah. I gotta yeah. say, right. I usually named all of them because I would just bring them home. I'd see a stray, pick it up, bring it home, and I'd be like, this is (laughs) (laughs) so-and-so. Oh, my goodness. Well, Sergeant Vaughn, anything else that you want to say or touch on before we – I appreciate you asking me to to come speak on your podcast. Uh, I hope I've spread a little bit of cheer. It has. I I, I love having officers on the podcast and, like, getting to to know them because there's so much that – I just didn't know. Like, I was, one, I did not know you've been here for 38 years. That is awesome. And then, like, worked at every department. So, mm-hmm. I love doing the officer ones. It's so exciting. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, I'm going to add, 38 years. Is there, like, how long are you planning on going? Or is it just to, like, till I just want to retire? Is there, like, a well, number you're trying to get to? It's or under is investigation. It like, <laughs> <laughs> it's classified. Well, you know, I said the reason I basically came to the police department was because I wanted to go to college. Well, before I graduated from college, they did away with the program. And so all of these years, I never did finish. Well, this past December, I graduated from MCC. Well, now I have have transferred to Tarleton. And because I would like to teach full-time when I leave here, well, you have to have that degree or they won't let you teach. Even ah. I've been teaching for eons. But... <laughs> um, so uh, I uh, hopefully will graduate next summer. Congratulations! From that is, and so uh, once I get my degree, then I'll once I find a teaching position, I'll retire. But, wow. So there's not really a. I, I want to do it by the time I have forty years in, because when I have forty years in, I will be. 
uh, 60 years old. So, wow. I'm, I'm 58 now, so I've got two years. <laughs> but that is. Hopefully I'll have it done. That is awesome. Well, maybe I can come take, well, when you get be a professor, I can come take one of your teaching classes. I did teach at Baylor for about three years and uh, when they had a, a forensic science program. And I really, 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 really loved that, but. They hired somebody full time to teach what I taught part time. Uh, so. Okay, yeah. is your degree in criminal justice? Yes. Okay, I guess that was a that was yes. a hard one to guess. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> hard to guess. <laughs> so you say, I'm pretty sure those classes are probably fairly fairly easy with all the experience you have in criminal well, justice. Well, I had hoped. Was you know MCC mainly that was all just your basics, you know, math, English, and philosophy. <laughs> so I thought I was finished with philosophy. Well, this semester is, semester is uh, criminal justice theories. Well, that's basically philosophy. So, <laughs> no, I'm not enjoying it a whole lot, but I'll get there. I'll get these out of the way up front. So. Get them out of the yeah. way up front. Well, that's really early. exciting. That's so cool. Congratulations. When you Thanks. finish with Tarleton, will that be your bachelor's, master's? I'll probably have to get a master's. Yeah. And... Uh, but uh, you know, I can get it all through Tarleton, just kind of right. seamless, run right, it together. Right. But nice. Very good. That's awesome. Well, good yeah. luck well, thanks. To, to the rest thanks. of your journey. It seems like we got another 38 years to get Yeah, I hope not. To get hope through. Not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to have a position where I don't have to carry a gun. Yeah, I get that. Or where you don't have to swim. Yes. You know uh, I've been able to avoid that, <laughs> even though you wouldn't realize how many investigations we have dealing with water so <laughs> I, I put on a, a life vest quite often <laughs> hey that's okay yeah. that's no, okay a lot of people don't know how to swim exactly I, no so. that's fine that is fine well sergeant vaughn thank you so much for joining us here on waco pd on the beach and thank you guys for listening as you always do we really appreciate all of our listeners and as always i mean if there's like ideas or things that you guys think you want to uh, hear about uh, messages on Facebook uh, at the Waco Police Department Facebook page. Yeah, let us know if there's anything you want us to like bring up on podcast, talk about um, any officer you'd like to see on there or whatnot. Like, just send us a message, send yeah. us a comment. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you guys. I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer, and I'm Officer Janae Draper with the Neighborhood Engagement Team. Have a great day, Waco. Waco PD on the beat, the heartbeat serving 